This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. What belly up. This is the game. Yeah. It's a uh, cat and mouse. Smoked a turkey. <laughs> He is down. He is freaking down. Said he shot an absolute giant. Fall Obsession, baby. Well, welcome back, everybody, to another Fall Obsession podcast episode. I am Sam Thrash with Fall Obsession, your host for this week's episode. And joining me, coming back to our podcast for a second appearance over here, is our good buddy, Mr. Derek Eaves. What's happening, brother? Man, not a whole lot. Doing good, Sam. Uh, appreciate y'all having me back again. Yeah, man, we, we had a blast last go-round, and I'm really happy that you were willing to come back on here with us for a second time. It's it's awesome. Thank you. Oh, yeah. Glad to be here. We've had, I've had some excitement since the last time we spoke. I know you have, and that's what I want to hit up and, and get into on this episode for sure. You, you've, been, uh, you've been laying them down. It's been awesome to watch. Yeah, I tell you what, I, I, I'm blessed, and I'm thankful, and it's, uh, it, it has been a heck of a ride this season so awesome still some more to go maybe who knows heck yeah man well before we start the story real quick as our listeners know elite archery you'll need to go check them out we are partnered with elite for going into our third year now very very pleased to be shooting those bows Um, i'm running the cure as is Derek this year um actually put my first deer down with it um last week and then Derek um, as as you'll hear in this episode has been putting his to work as well and then they also got their new 2021 lineup out Derek have you had a chance to shoot those bows yet man I haven't by the time they came out with them um I was really getting geared up for my trip to Kansas and uh just didn't get an opportunity to 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 go buy and shoot any but I have uh, I have a couple on my mind that uh, I'm thinking about probably gonna make a little appearance at the eaves household <laughs> absolutely <laughs> they definitely should i i was privileged to get to put them in my hand just uh, the demo bows over at our local bow shop cinnamon creek ranch and uh 
Smooth shooters for sure. Love them both. The Remedy, I think, is my personal favorite, but obviously we want you guys to yeah. form your own opinions about them, so be sure that you go to your local Elite dealer. Check them out. Take the Elite Shootability Challenge. Just put one in your hand, even if you're happy with your bow right now. And uh, shoot it, see what you think, and who knows, you might be might be picking out your new bow for next hunting season. So, Well, Derek, let's get into it, man. You got two stud deer on the ground this year. And I believe the first one was uh, in your home state of Mississippi. Is that right? That's right. That's right. Yeah, that was, um, I think it was October the 5th. Our season starts here on October the 1st. And um, been getting this deer on camera. He showed up uh, probably about three weeks earlier. And it was a deer that I didn't recognize from last year. And anyway, he showed up and, you know, I just had to, I got this one little spot and I've, I've been doing the, a lot of uh, studying maps and all that kind of good stuff to, to get a plan, get ready for them. What uh, what kind of activity were you seeing from him leading into leading into your hunt? Well, he um, he was kind of sporadic at first, kind of, you know, coming at night, just your typical you know mature whitetail uh, habits, and then uh, and then he there right before season started, he was out a couple of days in daylight. And then, uh, and then I think one day or two days prior to when I killed him, or no, the day prior to when I killed him, he was out in daylight. And um, so anyway, I, I had to, I had to have a northwest wind, which is the perfect wind for that location, and, and really about the only wind that you really need to go in there and hunt. But I, I just tend to, I, I, as being a bow hunter, as you know, man, you ha- you have to you have to play the wind, and you have to have patience. Mm-hmm. And just one of those places where, you know, if I have big deer in there, then I'm only going to hunt when the scenario and, and the, and the, you know, it's kind of like a, uh, the setup is perfect. Yeah. Um, because too many times in the past where I wasn't quite probably as serious about deer hunting as I am now, um, I would just say, ah, it'll be all right. I'm going to go ahead and go in there and just, you know, give it a whirl. Can't kill him if you're not in there kind of mentality, you know? And, um, so anyway, I'm just trying to, a little more patient this year and uh, last year and hunted at the right time so but man the, uh it was, a, it was a buck we called junior we, we i think last time we we're on the call i, I mentioned something to you. you'd ask me about if we had a target buck and i said yeah we had one and I, you know kind of him hauled around about where the you know, what what kind of buck he was <laughs> uh junior was not that buck so the, the actual target buck blade is still alive and well and large <laughs> he's uh-huh. large all right then. Um, but uh, but uh, but anyway, Junior. He um, we name we, we like to name our buck so that way we know kind of who's what we're talking about. And it's just kind of the ass to the fun side of it. Yeah. Um, but um, anyway, he uh, had I we were kind of on the back side of the ridge, and I knew I kind of honed in on kind of where they like to come from. And whenever uh, I heard something kind of jump the ditch, and it was really dry at the time, I heard something jump the ditch and take a few steps, and then it just no more activity. And then about every five minutes or so, I would hear a couple steps. And I was sitting up in that lock-on, and I was thinking, I bet that's either Junior or Blade over there waiting until it gets dark to walk over here. And it was probably about, I had a couple does, uh, I, I assume, where I know one of them was a doe, uh, got downwind of me right behind to my left, and then I had another one downwind of me there right back to my right, wind was swirling just a little bit off that northwest wind but anyway a couple of them blew at me and i was actually sitting there thinking 
I might just have to get down and might as well just get up and go home. But it was like six o'clock, right at six o'clock. And I was like, well, I have another hour to go. So I guess I'll just hang tight and see what happens. And sure enough, they came down from the right, which they had no idea I was in the world. But, uh, but anyway, I'd heard that, that walking and stuff over there to the right every now and then. And then a little spike come running up through there. When that spike come running through there, I guess some other ones thought, well, it's safe to come out now. And we had a, uh, a, a small buck, kind of a little 10-point we call trip, um, come out. And I was like, well, that's not him. And about five steps behind him was Junior. And uh, Junior walked out. He stayed behind trees and just didn't offer me a shot for probably a, a good five, ten minutes. It felt like an hour. Um but I tell you, man, Sam, I drew back on that deer right when he walked out, and I thought he was fixing to give me a shot opportunity. The other deer walked in front of him. But I drew back, and I held that elite cure for over a minute. Oh, wow. Um, which, oh, yeah, I've, it, that's the longest I've ever had to hold one. But, of course, I was looking through my peep the whole time, and I was trying to, you know, put to, you know get that pull on that back end just I could try to pull through my shot for, you know, for steadiness and everything. And I was sitting there and sitting there and sitting there. And, and I mean, the deer were 25 yards from me. And finally, just had to let it down. And then another opportunity to come up, drew back on him again. And deer walked in front of him and held it for about 20 seconds and had to let it down again. And then waited a little while. And actually, I was sitting there and another buck comes up on the, on behind the ridge behind him and snorts and wheezes, which I've never heard. I, I've never heard that a whole lot, really, in Mississippi. I've heard it a few times, but I've absolutely never heard it in that early in October. But a buck snort and wheezed, and I was, as soon as I was thinking, I was like, oh, that's going to be Blade. Got to be Blade. Well, so then I'm sitting there with, with Junior in my sights and sitting there thinking, well, do I shoot Junior now, or do I sit here and see if it's Blade? So anyway, I waited around a little bit, and the deer walks out, and finally it was not Blade, so... Junior gave me an opportunity to shot, and uh, and I put that old I, I shoot the slick trick standards the piece blades, yeah uh, for whitetail, um yeah I, I shoot some raptor tricks every now and then but I've kind of just fell in love with these, the the standards, uh, and I put it right behind his front shoulder and I I let it rip, and I tell you what when it hit it just went doop, like a gut shot and so I was like well that's not good. I waited a little bit, got down, went and saw my, looked at my arrow, and sure enough, it had, it had nothing but the yellow and green that you see from a gut shot deer. Oh, man. So, uh, yeah, so, but I caught a buddy of mine that has a really good trail, uh, uh, dog trailing, um, dog called Smoke, and I mean, he's literally one, probably one of the best in the country as far as finding deer and retrieving deer. But, uh, so we decided I'd back out, so I'd, I'd walked a whole different way, just separate away from the, which way that the, the, the bucket went. And uh, we went back about 10.30 that night, went to the shot site and uh, let smoke out. And the deer was dead 120 yards where I shot him at, which I'd, I'd heard him. You know, it sounded like he was probably started walking, but I think maybe he was probably shuffling a little bit. It went in right behind his front shoulder and just came out back, a little back on him. So it, it, it ate his lung up pretty good and good ethical clean kill. And um, like I said, 120, 120 yards and he was done man that, that that's awesome is was this buck when you when you actually got your hands on him was he 
was he the same caliber of deer that you thought he was going to be from you know scouting and seeing pictures of him or or was he was he more than you thought he was yeah he was uh i thought that he was probably going to be about 140 whenever i got up to him i mean he was a real good deer and you know for, for where i live i mean it was if he walked out a hundred times i'd shoot him a hundred times you know yeah uh just a beautiful mature uh mississippi whitetail and for that early in both days it was just awesome yeah uh, but, uh, but, you know, a lot of times when you have these trail cams out that, uh, you know, they're looking up at the deer, they can kind of over-exaggerate the size of them, um, which the pictures I had, you know, his times were like they were 12 inches long. They ended up being about nine, nine and a half in, but, uh, but they, I mean, they looked just ginormous. Yeah. Uh, but no, he was, he was a mighty fine deer and, uh, we scored him, uh, measured him three times and they were all three times. It came out to be 142 inches on the nose. So um, I was tickled to death. That, that is a I stud was tickled white to tail. death over him. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Blade's still out there. I think every trail camp pick I get of him now, he's got his tongue sticking at me or something. <laughs> is Lacey going to get a shot at him? <laughs> yeah, it, well, I hope so. We don't uh, – actually, when I was going to Kansas, it was a perfect scenario to hunt him on a Saturday, and she sat in the blind all day long. And it was right after a rain, and no, yeah, went a blind. I mean, yeah, she, she, she. I mean, she's in the vehicle with it, and uh, <laughs> she said uh, she sat, she sat in a lock on. I need to get her on the phone. Let her tell this story. But uh, she, she was in a lock on, not a blind, uh, and it was misty rain. And she waited till it kind of really stopped raining, and she up in the in that tree stand in that lock, and sat there all day long until dark. And did not see a single deer. Oh wow! Yeah, I was really hoping she'd get a shot at Blade. Yeah, for sure. Well, really hoping she'd get a shot. There's still plenty of season left, so. Oh yeah, oh yeah, but uh, he's still hanging around. He's he, he's not coming in. He's not coming out at daylight or in daylight picks right now. But yeah, it's just one of those kind of deals. It's the old deer. You just you have to be in there when the conditions are perfect. And you have to hope that he makes a mistake, and you have to hope that you capitalize on his mistake. Well, a stud Mississippi whitetail, for sure. But then, that wasn't enough. You followed that up with one heck of a deer in Kansas. So let's switch gears real quick, and let's talk about where this Kansas trip came from. Yeah, uh, I I book hunts with 2B Outdoors, the number 2, the letter B, and then Outdoors. Um, We have a Facebook page and Instagram page, and uh, we're trying to finish up our website and stuff. But anyway, we book hunts from all over the United States, uh, Canada, uh, Mexico, African safaris, Argentina dove hunts, and all of the outfitters that we book hunts with are are vetted outfitters. You know, I've been on a on a hunt before where everything wasn't what exactly the outfitter told me it was going to be, and I have this week I've heard of six different people call me about a hunt and say, "Man, I went on a hunt to Illinois, or I went on a hunt to Ohio," and I, I had some some guys, um, six guys that went to Illinois this past or two weeks ago. And so they went up there, paid $1,500 each to go hunt with an outfitter, ended up not being an outfitter, and they put them on public land, which I'm not opposed to hunting public land, but if I'm paying somebody for a hunt, then I expect it to be private land myself. 
Yeah. Um, so anyway, we make sure people are who they say they are, and they're either places. All of these places are places that we've been. Um, like me or the other uh, members of the of the Two B Outdoors team, or is somebody that I really really trust and says, "Hey, you need to contact these people and uh, help them, you know, sell some of these bear hunts because they're legit." Uh, and they you know, it's, but it's got to be somebody that I really trust. And uh, and even then, um, you know, the outfitter, will, I, I will put them through a, a pretty rigorous um, vetting process. So. Yeah. Anyway, all of our all of our guys are who they say they are. So, uh, but the, the place I went in uh, in Kansas was um, uh, a relatively new outfitter, and actually some of the um, the Jeb Shokes guys had uh, had recommended them and some other people too. So um, went up there and then told the guy I wanted to book a uh, want to go there and uh, and check it out. And um, I tell you what, man, he. Kansas. If, if you have never been to Kansas, um, it's uh, it's something special. I mean, it really is, especially when you're coming from Mississippi when it's a bunch of pine trees and a few hardwood draws on the creeks. Um, it's just a cool place to go. Wide open. I was up in north northern Kansas. Um, there's a lot of agriculture fields and really just totally wide open terrain. And to be able to see that far is just really cool to me, really neat. And just a different, totally different experience than what I've what, I, what I'm accustomed to here in Mississippi. Yeah. Um, but uh, but anyway, he showed me some some trail cam pics, and um, he had some uh, a couple 200 inch deer, and he had some 180s and some 170s and 150s and so on and so forth. So he really just had it all. I mean, it's just one of those kind of deals where I mean, I was just every every farm that he had was just loaded. I mean, it it had two or three shooters on every farm. Wow. Um, and coming from where I'm from, it's like, that is just, that's insane to me to be, you know, to be, to be like that. Um, so, um, so anyway, so we, we, we got a game plan and checked the wind for the week. And I was like, all right, well, you know, I was my first year up there. So, um, we had another guy hunting, hunting the really, really big deer. Um, but, uh, he didn't, he actually didn't, didn't get the deer, but, uh, you know, that's that's a whole other story in itself. But anyway, I was on another place hunting another deer that I would say weighed at least 280 pounds. Which, when you look at trail count picks of a deer that weighs 280 pounds versus a deer in Mississippi that weighs 180 pounds, the antlers just don't even look that big on them because they're so such a big deer. Yeah, they're just and, body uh, Until yeah. I got up there, yeah, and until I got up there and seen them live, I had no idea. I mean, I just I didn't have a clue. Yeah. Um, but uh, I hunted uh, one one morning, I hunted one place, and then in the afternoons I would hunt another place, and um, and then I swapped to the morning time for the place I was hunting in the afternoon because we had some trail cam pics of them coming out in the morning. All right. So once I switched stands and I went to the place in the morning instead of the in the afternoon, um, it was twenty one degrees. No, no, no. I'm sorry. It was 14 degrees. Oh, wow. With 12 mile an hour winds. <laughs> rough on a Mississippi boy. <laughs> Man, that that is rough. That's rough for anybody. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was it was tough. At um, I, I got there before I got out there way before daylight. It was a pretty good little walk in there, and <clears throat> got in my stand, got everything set up, and way before the sun started coming up, and. Um, 
wind was blowing. There was snow on the ground. I mean, it was just, it was just beautiful. It was, and it started snowing a little bit when the sun came up. Well, about nine thirty, as my toes are, were about to break off, it felt like. <laughs> um, that buck walks out. I call him Patch because one of his he got one of his eyes put out. I'm assuming from fighting. Oh, dang! Um, they, yeah, they say that those Kansas deer are pretty aggressive, and uh, you always hear folks say, "Man, you can grunt to them, and they'll they'll you know respond or rattle some horns, and they'll come in." And um, I mean, there were several deer on camera that he had on camera that were just bruisers that had an eye put out, which was pretty cool in my opinion. I mean, I hate it for the deer to have an eye put out, but. <clears throat> yeah, that's pretty tough. Man, yeah, that's battle scars but, um, right there. Yeah, yeah. But at nine thirty that morning, I saw him walk out about one hundred and fifty yards from me, going, getting downwind of me, and he was going from the left to the right, kind of out of the bottom, up the up the little finger up the ridge into some uh, cedars. And when I saw him, Sam, I was like, whoa! <laughs> I mean, he was one hundred fifty. He was one hundred and fifty yards away, and my heart started pounding. Oh man! I mean, it was—it literally looked like a cow walked up out of that draw with a huge, tall rack on him. Oh, I'll have to—I'll, uh, of course, I can't put the picture on here, but uh, I'll text you the picture when we get off of uh, off the call here, so you can just see the see the size of this deer. Yeah. Um, but uh, but anyway, he walks out and <clears throat> gets in that thicket and. I sat there, I grunted at it for a couple of times, nothing. Of course, I was locked in on that right side, but he'd got over there downwind of me. He wasn't directly downwind of me, but I'm pretty sure he probably did. And uh, so anyway, I never saw him. I mean, my feet had gotten so cold by probably about 1030 that I had to take my my hand warmers and uh, take my boots off and throw my hand warmers in my boots to keep my feet from freezing off. Oh, man. I mean, it was, it was tough. Well, didn't get a shot at that deer, but I did get to see him, and so that, that really got me pumped up. And then um, <clears throat> that afternoon, the wind had swapped a little bit more. It was kind of coming out of the northwest, and that's not a good wind for that stand location, and we thought maybe the deer had potentially smelt me, winded me, yeah. Um, and he, he, he may have. Um, so we switched stands. But a little side note there, I talked to my outfitter this morning, and that buck that I saw that day at 150 yards came into 60 yards to a guy that's hunting it today, and he didn't get a shot at him. Oh man! So he's, uh, oh yeah, and he and then the guy said he's just an absolute giant, just a stud of a deer. Wow. Um, so anyway, we went to another spot, and we had a, had one on camera that was coming out in daylight. So uh, he said, "Well, he's you know, my outfitter said, yeah, he's probably not that not that big of a deer. He said he's got a pretty good rack. He looks like he's got some good decent mass. He said, but only." Only uh, picks I have are going away, you know, going away from the camera, and uh, and I was like, well, he said, but he's a mature deer. He said I'd like to get him killed. I was like, well, I said I'll sit here this afternoon. It's a perfect wind for it. We'll see what happens. I said if he walks out and I decide that he's not not really what I'm looking for, then I'll let him go. And if he walks out and I don't like him, then I'll see if I can slide one of those slick tricks through it. And he said, all right. So uh, and I sit up in that stand. I grunted on my grunt call probably about. 545, 540, something like that. About 10 minutes later, I see antlers coming up across the fence. Yeah. Out of a big CRP field. And he's kind of making his way up there. and He uh, makes a scrape. 
and then he rubs up some trees, and then he's got some licking branches. He's you know putting a scent on and those kind of things. And then he walks up the fence line and jumps over the fence and comes over in the field that I'm in. And he's standing there at 32 yards, broadside. And well, first of all, when I first saw him, uh, I saw the mass that this deer had on his head, and I don't know if my heart has ever beat that hard <laughs> at a deer. I mean, it was one of them kind that you can hear your heart beating. Oh, you know, man. I mean, it was just. I mean, it, 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 anybody listening here that that hunts, you know, whatever the the main uh, game that you chase that gets your motor running when they walk out and it's about to be on. I mean, you know what I'm talking about, but I yeah. mean, it was just like, yeah. I mean, I was it was, I mean, it was just unbelievable. So, but I have a thing that, uh, well, anyway, so he's, I'm sitting there trying to calm myself down the whole time that he's walking in. And it was probably eight minutes, nine minutes before uh, when, I, when I first saw him, actually when I took the shot. And by the time he got up there, you know, I was like super still. I had my bow, I had that elite cure ready. Um, and, uh, and he eased up there. And of course, I watched the playback of the video and, there, I, I didn't even realize it, but there was a doe that was walking up behind me. On the video, you can hear hear her walking, and the bug's sitting there looking in my direction, and I'm thinking, he's fixing the bolt, he's fixing the bolt, he's fixing to run, and he puts his head down, we put his head down, I'd start drawing back, and about that time I start drawing back, a doe runs off behind me, I guess you saw me move, and when she did, he throws his head back up, and I'm in mid-draw. Oh, man. And I'm holding that bow halfway through my draw cycle and just sitting there just looking at him, just locked in on him. And I hold it for about three or four seconds, and I was like, he's fixing the bolt. So I just just kept easing it back real slow until I got to my hand pull. And I got that pin. Uh, I got that uh, – I shoot a single pin, and I had it on 30 yards. And uh, I got that pin just a little bit above his uh, the bottom of his where his lungs would be, and it settled good. And I hit that thumb button, and that arrow sailed, and it said whack. <laughs> and when it hit him, <laughs> when it hit him, uh, of course he he spun around to run, and when he spun around to run. That arrow was, I mean, it was just a little bit of it, not just, it was, it was almost all the way through him, just a little bit of it hanging on. And when he jumped the fence, it, the arrow fell out. And when he jumped the fence, I saw that entry, entry um, mark of that uh, slick trick where it hit him at. And I knew, I was like, he ain't going to be able to hold that. And sure enough, man, he, uh, he ran over about 150 yards. Um, he got on top of the ridge, and I saw him kind of slowing down a little bit. He went right over the tip of the ridge, and he was piled up dead. And uh, waiting for my, my, my outfitter guy, uh, Mark Novak, to get over there. And, uh, we walked up. We trailed blood in the snow, which was always a bucket list of mine. I've always wanted to shoot one in the snow and be able to trail it, trail the blood in the snow. And, uh, man, that was, that, was, that was an experience in itself and really cool, something I always looked, wanted to do. Yeah. But man, we got over there to that buck, and I mean, it looked like a cow laying on the ground. He oh, weighed two hundred and sixty-seven pounds, and then we got to looking at his horn, at his rack, and he had 
trash on him. His head split, uh, bladed out brow tines, and he had bladed out G2s, and he had a kicker off the back, and he had a he had the, like high guards on the front, right at the base of his horns. One was about four or five inches, and the other one was about an inch or so. And just a really, I mean, just mass. I mean, he was just thick all the way through from the from the base to the tip, and wow. I mean, just a just a true Kansas giant. And he scored a hundred and sixty nine point five inches of foam. Holy and, cow! Yeah, you know, that, that that's counting everything that is an inch, or you know, at least an inch long. Um, you know, I, a lot of folks like to score them and, you know, put them in the books and those kind of things. And, you know, my philosophy is if he has it on his head, I'm counting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I so like it. That's the way, that's the way, that's the way I roll. So 160, about to say 170 inches of bone on his head. And, uh, man, I just, I couldn't believe it. I, I really couldn't believe it. And, and even my outfitter guy, he said, I had no idea that deer was that big wow and he only had a 14 inch spread yeah I, I know from the pictures he he look he's pretty narrow yeah oh yeah man he is massive that is my biggest deer ever wow and i mean and i may never shoot another deer that big i mean i've i've I was ta- i've been talking to a bunch of them like man you might as well hang hang up deer hunting <laughs> I'm like well probably not gonna do that but it's like, you know, one of these days, if, if my heart quits beating like it does when they walk out, I said, I'm going to hang it up in. I said, but that's not the case. <laughs> that's not the case. <laughs> I went and hunted, I went and hunted my spot that has blade on it, and Buck walked out, and I thought it might have been him, and my heart got to beating just as fast. And it, it don't go away after you kill a stud deer. No. Uh-uh. It, it don't go away. <laughs> nope. Even when I'm fixing to shoot a doe, my heart gets, I mean, it's just, it's just exciting. Just love it, man. It's just we're just passionate about it and yeah, love doing it. Well, can you are you able to tell us what what outfitter you were with in in Kansas? Yeah, it was uh, Bowman Creek Outfitters. Okay. In uh, in 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 Haddam, Kansas, and uh, I book uh, I book his hunts for him. So if that is a if you want to go to Kansas, I will help you do your tag application. Um, I, I've gotten all the dates. I've worked with Mark uh, this weekend. And gotten all the dates situated for muzzleloader, uh, for archery, and, uh, and for rifle season as well. Um, it's a small time, uh, small town. Uh, they, he's lived there his entire life. Really good dude. And we, I had an absolute blast hunting with him. Um, he's got a lot of return guys, and you know certain weeks are, are booked up. Uh, like I know the thirtieth uh, of October through the sixteenth of November are booked up. Um, but he has, uh, other dates available. <clears throat> and like I said, if you reach out to me, uh, Derek Eves, or you can reach out to 2B Outdoors, uh, check out our Facebook page, like it, and you can send a message on there. I have posts on there and I have posts on my personal page about the, uh, about that Kansas hunt. And, um, so anyway, he, he don't, he don't mind me booking his hunts for him and, uh, I'm glad to do so. And, you know, cause I, you know, it's, it's, it's amazing when you go to a place and you have that wonderful of an experience. Now, not everybody that goes up there is going to kill a 170 inch deer. Yeah. Um, but you know, that's hunting, you know, we can't control the, uh, the weather. We can't control, um, you know, someone's scent control. We can't control shot placement. You know, there's just so many different variables that goes into the, the successful harvest of a whitetail or, or any animal for that matter. So, um, but as far as just being in a, in a, in a place to hunt 
and him showing you here are the here are the deer that you're hunting at from this stand. This is the ones that are coming in, and to be able to see that and have that kind of confidence and being able to see something and have an opportunity to be in a position to shoot an animal uh, that's uh, that's really big. It's just uh, it's just a cool experience. It'll keep you on your on your on your toes. That's for sure. Absolutely. But yeah. Uh, but yeah, Bowman Creek Outfitters. But like I said, you call me, uh, Derek Eves, and I'll give you my cell phone number two six six two eight zero three two thousand one, and I'll be glad to get you in the right spot. And if you're looking for something else besides Kansas, we have that too. Yeah, guys, be sure you go check them out. Um, we we started following them actually after after the uh the last podcast that we had with you guys um and we kind of we never really talked about last go around and then we kind of stumbled across it and i remember texting you asking you hey hey what's what's to be outdoors what's the deal here and so you told me about and everything and it's it's a really cool thing that that they're doing there and and like derek said earlier it's a they're they're vetting outfitters so you guys are gonna have a good experience wherever you go so oh yeah absolutely I mean that's that's the name of the game. I mean we all work. I work hard at my job with Fair Oil Company. Um, you work hard at your job, and everybody in this world works hard to earn the money. And if you're going to spend money to go to a place to hunt, you want it to be what you expect it to be. But you want it to be what you're told. When when you're told what it is, you want it to be that when you get there. That was yeah. a, I couldn't get that quite get that out right there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, sir. Well, Derek, I really appreciate you taking some time out of your out of your evening here to to come on and tell us a couple awesome stories about a couple awesome whitetail that you've killed this year, and then share some info about Two B Outdoors. Really appreciate it, brother. Thank you. Oh yeah, glad to do it, man. I, I appreciate the opportunity, Sam. It's always a pleasure, and uh, love keeping up with the Fall Obsession crew on uh, Instagram and. Uh, and Facebook, and I tell you what, I was a little disappointed I didn't win that cure. Yeah, man, they, you, you and a bunch of other people. <laughs> <laughs> I think there's only one guy out there that's happy right now about the results of that giveaway. So. <laughs> yeah, I did, I did get on the, I did get on your YouTube page and uh, and watched it. I, I did congratulate him. No, I, I was tickled for him. I know he'll be uh, he'll be uh, pretty pumped up about it. And I tell you what. You know, we uh, I know Elite sponsors you, and, and I promote for Elite. But, uh, when I decide to retire this Elite Cure, which uh, I'm looking at the Encore and the Remedy, the new ones for this year, but when I decide, decide to uh, retire this, this Cure, so, so, yeah, I got that antelope, 75-inch goat from Montana, and these two whitetail, I may have to mount this, uh, I may have to mount that bow up next to one of my deer heads. Yeah, man, put it up to next to all, all three of them. That, that bow's a killing machine right there. Oh man, I tell you what, good Lord's blessed me, brother. Absolutely. No doubt. Well man, you're but uh, I appreciate it, buddy. Yeah, you bet. You're uh you're also you got your own page on, on Instagram, so real quick before I cut you loose, tell tell folks how they can find you other than the two B outdoor avenue. Yeah, yeah. It's uh I'm Derek Eves on Facebook and I'm uh on Instagram. It's uh at D underscore rock. R O C K S underscore outdoor life. That's D Rocks Outdoor Life. And also my YouTube page is D Rocks Outdoor Life. So uh, you can get it with me on any of those pages. And I'm also on Twitter. And uh, that is uh, D Rock 38, I believe. Or Big D Rock 38. I think it's D Rock 38. It's hard to remember that one. <laughs> um, but 
anyway, but yeah, I'm, I'm on there. Y'all, y'all check me out. And we're always having fun doing something outdoors and uh, just uh, taking opportunities every chance to get. Absolutely. Yeah, guys, go check them out. And if you haven't already, go back and listen to our Fall Obsession podcast, episode 30. Derek um, and Lacey both came on and talked about the their involvement in the Mississippi Bowhunters Association <clears throat> and some other some other cool bow hunting stuff in in that episode. So that's another one, good one to go listen to if y'all are looking for a, another podcast. So, well, thank y'all for tuning in and listening to another another episode. We really appreciate you guys uh, being with us for another week. If you haven't already, go follow Fall Obsession on all of our social media pages: Facebook, Instagram. Subscribe to our YouTube. Hit that follow and subscribe button on this podcast that we get notified every week when we drop a new episode. Um, and also, if you have a topic suggestion or questions you want to ask our crew um, for a future podcast episode, you can go to fallobsession.com slash podcast and drop your questions right there. We also got some sweet apparel. We're frequently doing sales and stuff, so y'all go pick you up some of that as well um, to wear out in the deer woods this fall. Derek, thank you again, man. Really appreciate it. Absolutely. Thanks, sir. All right. We will catch you guys later next week on another episode of Fall Obsession Podcast. Catch you later.